Okay, one more time. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to Great Commission Community Church. Um, as always, it is so good to see everyone here today. Um, our worship together today in the Spirit's presence, telling Christ's story and becoming more of what God intended us to be, starts with this passage from the Apostle Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. It's about God's will. What is God's will, or at least part of God's will? Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And these are things that we do together every time we meet. Sunday after Sunday together, weeks that become months, that become years, we are doing part of God's will together. We rejoice, we pray, and we give thanks. Um, soon we will be hearing a sermon, um, and that will be the first in a summer series that is titled, Giving Thanks in All Circumstances, um, just like this verse in 1 Thessalonians says. Um, so at this time, if you are able, please stand with me, and let's rejoice together, let's pray together, and let's give thanks together.
just a wish. It is a statement um, that we say to one another. God's spirit is here. The peace of Christ rules here. 
So please at this time turn and speak that truth to someone near you. Um, and let's all just say that with each other. The peace of Christ is with you. So if you all have been with us for a while and it feels like our song worship ended quickly um, and you're asking yourself, um, you know, what about our collective prayer that normally takes place at this time? Um, so this summer, we're actually just ordering, altering the order of our service. Um, we are still doing that collective prayer, um, but that will now follow the sermon. Um, and we are, we are singing, um, you know, sort of the same number of songs that we typically sing, um, but we're doing a little more of that towards the end of our service rather than at the beginning. Um, and we're just hoping that this will be a change over the summer that will help us give a more robust response um, to God's word and also help us to think of our time together as a whole worship um, and not just as a sermon. Um, we are hoping that this will remind us that we are here in God's presence, um, not just during the sermon, um, but really throughout the entire time um, together. Um, we are telling Christ's story, not just, again, in the sermon, but throughout, and we are being formed to be more like Christ and practicing being more like Christ, not just in the sermon, um, but in our whole worship as we sing and pray and speak God's peace to one, to one another. Um, having said that, if you are new to our church, welcome. We love new people. We're so happy to have you. Um, and actually, we are so happy to have you that today, after service, we are hosting a welcome lunch. Um, we do welcome lunches once every few months. Um, and I believe RSVPs were already sent for today's lunch. But if you did not have a chance to RSVP and you would still like to come, you totally can. Um, please just see Michelle Lee. I don't know if she's in the room right now. She might be busy welcoming people. Um, but she, you should see her if you would like to go to the lunch. But I don't know where she is right now. Um, but yes, just ask someone near you about who Michelle Lee is if you would like to go to the lunch. Um, and she'll be at the welcome table um, just outside those doors. Um, and then um, just a couple of other announcements. So on July 23rd and July 30th, which are the last two Sundays of the month, um, we are not meeting here at this hotel. We are meeting at the Synetic Theater in Crystal City, um, which is right next to the Crystal City Metro Station. Um, and so just in case anyone finds that location confusing, um, especially for those of you who will need parking, um, we've actually made a video to help you not get lost. This is how we do it. This is 
Shout out the Park family for their acting skills. Um, yes, so the Sonetic Theater um, on July 23rd and July 30th. Um, for anyone who metros, that's just the stop. The Crystal City stop is right after the Pentagon City stop, so just a note. Um, um, okay, so a few more announcements. Um, so tonight, there is a meeting over Zoom for anyone who wants to serve as a host or a leader for our small groups when they start back up in the fall. Um, and so that meeting is tonight at 7 p.m. on Zoom. If you are interested, um, please go to our website for more information. Um, also on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m., um, we host our prayer meetings over Zoom. Um, please don't be shy. You can come out even if you've never been to one before, um, or if it's been a while since you've been to one before, um, please don't be shy either. Um, and the next two Tuesdays, we will be praying for unity um, and specifically for us at this church to be kept in unity, um, which is one of the main things the Bible says that Christ gives to us as a group. Um, yes, yeah, so please join us for um, the prayer meetings on Tuesday nights. On July 22nd, which is a Saturday, um, the Race and Justice Ministry team will be hosting um, parenting in an age of increasing harm and violence. Um, so this is July 22nd from 12 to 3 p.m. Um, so parents or soon-to-be parents or any individuals who are concerned about gun violence can join us at noon um, at, on Saturday, July 22nd for um, yeah, this seminar on parenting in an age of increasing harm and violence. Um, and we will be exploring issues of gun violence as a church community through open discussion. Um, and we will be using content provided by the Asian American Christian Collaborative, um, as well as, of course, scripture and prayer. Um, and Jared and Victoria Ng have kindly opened their home in Annandale for this gathering, and lunch will also be provided. Um, so if you are um, wanting to RSVP, um, if you have any questions about the event, um, or if you need a ride to the event, please reach out to Tony Shao, who is sitting right there. Can you wave? Um, Please reach out to him if you need help with any of those things. Um, and just as a note, children are welcome, um, but just please note that childcare will not be provided. Um, so one of our, this is news to me, but one of our church connection groups is a golfing group. Um, and this golfing group is arranging a golf outing on August 25th for whoever wants to come play. Um, but they do need RSVPs by July 23rd, so if this is interesting to you, you can sign up through our website for that. 
Um, and then finally, a couple of years ago, missions partners in Cambodia asked us to help them seek greater realities of God's kingdom um, by donating money toward building a medical clinic in a region of Cambodia called Stung Trang. Um, and we have some pictures of the nearly finished clinic. Um, yeah, so this is a part of Cambodia that has had little access to modern medical care um, and is also um, where most of the Cambodian people groups who do not have access to a viable church community live. Um, and so this building should be completed this summer. Um, and also very exciting news that a doctor who we had been praying for has just moved in and will be serving there. Um, so yeah, just a lot of really exciting things happening. Um, a lab training program is also set to start at the clinic. Um, so this has already generated a lot of goodwill in the area. Um, and again, we can just be really thankful and excited about these good things happening. Um, and so on that note, we just want to thank everyone who gives financially, um, generously, and faithfully out of your commitment to Christ and to this church. Um, this clinic in Cambodia is just one visible fruit of that giving. Um, and so here at GCCC, we do give online. We don't pass a physical offering basket. Um, but on Sundays, we do still like to take time to dedicate our offering as a community um, just to help us remember that our giving is a form of our worship. Um, and so at this time, if you would just join me in praying for this week's offering. Lord, we thank you for your provision and abundant faithfulness and love for your children. We thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear of the gospel and your kingdom. Thank you for placing us as a church in a position to support projects like this medical clinic. We pray that both individually and as a church, we would continually steward our resources and use them to serve others and show others who you are. Please give us hearts that give joyfully and genuinely. Um, yeah, just always thankful for all that we have that comes from you. And um, we pray all of this in your son's name. Amen. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, good morning. Yeah, thanks also. Um, just want to say thank you to Tony for taking all the footage up for the video at the Synodic Theater. Thanks, Tony. Um, anyway, today we're starting a sermon series uh, in book five of the Psalms. Um, our sermon series is called Giving Thanks in All Circumstances. So actually, you may or may not know that the Psalms um, aren't just put together in this book randomly so that it doesn't really matter which one comes first or second or 50th or 150th. The community of people who have treated the Psalms as God's word has always understood that there's an intentional order, an intentional grouping um, for these psalms. And so there are five main books or collections of psalms, and then there's many smaller connections within these books. So this summer, um, as we look at how this particular collection, book five, you know, like all the other collections, it has an opening and a, and a closing. It has repeated themes. It has repeated words, repeated experiences. So this summer, we're looking at book five, 
um, which is also the last and concluding book of the whole book of Psalms. And we're meditating specifically on this theme of thanksgiving in book five of the Psalms. Book five is Psalm 107 to 150. So in different situations, with different reasons for thanks, with different people we're being thankful with in these, um, these psalms within book five, we're thinking about thanksgiving. And also, as a church, sometimes I think we, just we as a church, GCCC, tend to be um, better at, like, critique and self-critique and lament as well, um, more than we are at, like, contentment and joy. So hopefully this is um, a good good thing for us to do this summer. Um, all right, so um, we're just going to jump into Psalm 107. Before we do, please pray with me one more time. Father God, as we look at this psalm, as we look at your scripture, as we sit before you, as we're sitting in your presence, Lord, um, knowing that you speak, knowing that you're not mute, but knowing that you speak in this scripture and that you're speaking with us now as, a, as like a, a true living Holy Spirit with us now, uh, we want to hear from you. And we want to give ourselves um, toward life with you, Lord. Pray that you'd encourage us, strengthen us. Convict us, Lord, and draw us into yourself and your purposes. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Psalm 107. Um, yeah, and please turn there if, if, you, if you can get on your phone or if you, if you have your paper Bible with you. We're going to read the whole psalm. Psalm 107 is pretty long, but we're going to read the whole psalm. And again, this is the first psalm of book five of the psalms, or sometimes it's called the Psalter. All right, so Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love. I'm reading from the ESV. It translates this Hebrew word hesed as steadfast love. If you, if you have another translation, it might have loving kindness or just love or perhaps mercy. For his steadfast love endures forever. And that phrase endures forever also translates a Hebrew uh, prepositional phrase, li-olam. Like li is like the preposition to, like to olam. And olam is basically forever, eternity. His hesed is li-olam. His steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, and from the north and from the south. And then we see four sort of narratives come up after this intro, starting in verse 4. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his hesed, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Then you can imagine another group of people come up here. Verse 10, some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons, for they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. He, so he bowed their hearts down with hard labor. They fell down with none to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, trouble that they brought upon themselves, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart let them thank the Lord for his hesed, 
for his wondrous works to the children of man, of man, for he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts into the bars of iron. Another group comes in for verse 17. Some were fools through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food. They drew near to the gates of death. They were diseased, basically. They were dying. Verse 19, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his said for his wonderful works to the children of man, and let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds and songs of joy. And then another fourth group comes up, verse 23. Some went down to the sea in ships doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised a stormy wind which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their evil plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wits' end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. Let them thank the Lord for his hesed for his wonderful works to the children of man. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. And then here's this conclusion of the psalm, starting in verse 33. He turns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste because of the evil of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water. And there he lets the hungry dwell, and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. By his blessing, they multiply greatly, and he does not let their livestock diminish. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, evil, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes, the halves. He pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But he raises up the needy out of affliction and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness shuts its mouth. Whoever's wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the hesed, the steadfast love of the Lord. And that's Psalm 107. We're just going to um, just talk about each section um, in three points. First point, give thanks to God because God's love is le'olam. Is forever. Um, Le'olam um, is just a Hebrew phrase, Le'olam. It can sound like something else, I guess. To me, it sounds semi like a, like a fragrance, like a perfume, perfume or a cologne. But anyway, it's a Hebrew word that just literally means to forever. There are different English translations, like God's love endures, God's love is forever, God's love is eternal, God's love has no beginning or no end. Um, there's this great book that's sort of meant for children, but I think it's awesome for adults. It's called the Jesus Storybook Bible, and this is the way the author translates it there. Never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. God's love is little like that. The main idea of all these translations is that God's love is always. God's love is always. God's love is reliably there. It doesn't stop. It doesn't have an end point. If you're a math teacher, I guess you could represent it with this, like a, a line on a graph, a line that has an arrow. As I'm talking, you're like, this guy's obviously not a math teacher. It's like a line with an arrow that just, you know, some, there's like an infinity sign somewhere in there. Anyway, so it's, it's just always there. It does not end. And so I think actually endure is a really nice translation because it reminds us that even when it's hard to love us, 
hard to keep loving us, God does. When it's hard to love us, when it's hard to keep loving us, God does. His hesed is lit olam. You know, I remember being like an eager, idealistic teenage believer. Um, any teenagers in the room? Or anyone who, or if you just feel like a teenager because you don't know what you're doing and you don't listen to your parents. Ow! Okay, <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, I'm this like idealistic teenage Christian guy, and I remember like I wanted to love God. I wanted to love other people. I wanted to love God with all my heart, all my life. It was a real sincere desire, but constantly failing to do that. That was my life. I really want to love you, God, and just constantly failing. Yet again, finding myself like, I'm sorry for the way I treat my parents. I'm sorry I was not there for my friends. I'm sorry for ignoring you, God. And my ongoing prayers of saying, basically, sorry, let me start again. I need yet another mulligan. If you're a golfer, like we had that golf thing happen. God, if you're a golfer, I'm sure you're an amazing golfer, but I need a mulligan. But realizing and experiencing that God's love as this teenage boy Realizing and experiencing that God's love endures was just as impactful as, like, finding out that God's love was even something. God doesn't reluctantly or grudgingly take us back. When it's hard to love me, when it's hard to keep loving me, God does. His hesed is little love. And when this world is hard to love, when it's hard to keep loving this world, God, God's, God's love is there. God has a love that's lit olam. So this psalmist says, give thanks to the Lord because he is good. His love is lit olam, is forever. Summer is wedding season. Um, as Christians, um, when Christians get married, we celebrate and point to this kind of love of God, this lit olam love at our weddings. And, and that's why we say these vows. They're very traditional Christian vows. And um, when I marry people, like officiate people's weddings, um, I ask them to say these traditional vows because they're so good. Um, the traditional Christian vows are, uh, I, will, I, I vow, I promise to love and to cherish you in sickness or in health in plenty or in want, in joy or in sorrow, till death do us part. It's beautiful, beautiful. And basically, we're saying to each other, my love will not change. I will always cherish you no matter what happens, no matter how you treat me even. Like, this is my vow. And ultimately, we know that the reason that we can even imagine, much less live out a love that, or we can live out or much less imagine, I guess, a love that is reliable and enduring like this is that God tells us his love is like that. And he shows it to us ultimately and perfectly in Christ. Because Christ, as he hangs on a Roman cross, is speaking God's word to us, showing us that he will love and cherish us no matter what in sickness and in health, in poverty and in plenty till death do us part no matter our situation so whatever our situation is whatever your situation is as a person as a group as a community we give thanks to god because his love is little lamb 
And the situation we find ourselves at a time doesn't matter. Also, the little lamness of God's love, this eternalness, this like how it's perpetual, it never ends, it's always. It points to how God is not bound by our time. God's love has no beginning, no end, like everything else in the world. God lives in eternity, and actually God breaks into our dimensions of time. And we'll talk about this more in a couple of weeks as we look at Psalm 118, which is actually the conclusion of this first like mini collection within Book 5 of the Psalms. Um, we'll talk about that in two weeks on July 23rd, and actually July, at the Synodic. And July 16th, which is next Sunday, um, Pastor Steve's going to be here, and he'll be speaking about Psalm 133. Anyway, just a little note. So be thankful, because that's what we have. We have love that is little love. So we be thankful. God's love is little love. Number two, stories of God's little lamb love make us thankful. In this psalm, we have these basically four groups of people talking about their particular situations and how they relied on God's love that is little lamb. And often in the psalms, the stories of God's love are really like like we say, there's stories of God's love in, in Psalms and in the Scripture. But in the Old Testament and especially in the Psalms, there's basically two stories. It's how God and only God created everything and also that God rescued ancient Israel from slavery in Egypt. But this Psalm is different because the stories aren't about, like, God creating everything and God saving his people out of Egypt. The stories aren't stories of the whole Israelite people. They're actually very particular stories, and they're not, like, unique to Israel. The idea from these four stories seems to be that, like, these aren't all the stories we can tell. There's many stories like these about calling out to God and being saved from extremely hard situations and being, and seeing, like, situations transformed, like deserts becoming places of fountains of water. And the psalm, rem like, remembers these stories, this many stories, and it encourages us, I think, to remember our stories, my stories, our stories, one another's stories. So just like Israel mostly told a couple stories about God, here are a bunch of stories, and, and just like that. So we as a church, when we get together, we mostly tell just a few stories. Like if you're here with us every Sunday, we mostly just tell a few stories. I mean, the stories are basically how God created everything, how Christ uh, came to us, how Christ died for us, how Christ was resurrected, and how Christ is going to come again. Those are the basic stories that we tell every Sunday. But that doesn't mean there, are, there aren't other stories that we tell about God's love that is alone. So yeah, we tell the story of Christ's death and resurrection like at Lent and Easter, and we tell the story of his coming and his coming again at Advent and Christmas, but we can also tell lots of stories about calling out to God and receiving from God. We can thank God for situations that God has changed. We can thank God for people that God has changed, for ourselves that God has changed. I thank God for, like, I thank God for friends and family who have come to know Christ. You know, so as you keep praying for people to come to know Christ, keep praying and be encouraged because God's love is little love. It's dependable. It's reliable. We're not just, like, talking to a wall and kicking against the wall. God's love is little lamb. This is what we're living in. This is what we're dealing with, friends. God's love is little lamb. 
You know, like, I thank God for, like, healing people in my life have experienced. Like, emotional healing and physical healing, too. And maybe not just through, like, miraculous kind of healing, but just through surgery. Remembering that God's love is little love. How God has provided in situations where people who are close to me and myself, too, have had their back to the wall and they called out to God. And I give thanks because God's love is little love. So, you know, I think it's helpful for us to think, what are our stories? What are your stories of God's love that is little love? What are your stories of God's little love that people in your life have, that you have? And tell them to other people. And have them tell you theirs. And tell them to your kids. And, like, kids, listen to your parents and older siblings as they tell these stories. And when I say older siblings, I don't just mean, like, the, like siblings that live in your house, but, you know, just your siblings in Christ here. Uh, this reminds me of Deuteronomy 6, where uh, after the rescue from Egypt, after the exodus, God tells the people, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord with all your heart. And you'll follow these commands, and this is what you'll do. And then uh, he says, I'm reading actually from Dan, uh, Deuteronomy 6.20. When your son asks you in the time to come, like in the future, what is the meaning of these testimonies and the statutes and the rules, these words that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. Tell the story. You know, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, with signs and wonders. He brought us out for them, from there, sorry, that he might bring us in and give us a land that he's promised us. You know, it's like, Dad, why do, why do, we, love, why do we live like this? Why do we, Mom, like, why do we give, give away so much of our money? Why do we forgive people who have wronged us? Why do we go to church on Sundays? Dad, like, why are you kind to Mom? Why, Mom, why are you, like, so encouraging to Dad? Well, you know, let me tell you stories about God's love that is little love. That's why. This is the, these are the stories that we say as a church. These are the stories that we share together. These are stories that we say to ourselves and that we say to one another. It's really important that we do this. This is Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love is little love. And there's so many stories about God's little love. Let's speak it. Let's tell it. Let's hear them. And then number three, the psalm ends with an invitation, an invitation to live wisely. I'm going to read that last verse of Psalm 107 again, verse 43. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider this steadfast love of the Lord. Let them consider this love, this hesed, this love that is little love, this love of the Lord. We are invited to live wisely by considering this kind of love that we have in God. When it says to live, like, wisely, like, whoever is wise, let him do these things. Like, wisdom isn't so much about intelligence. It's not so much about, like, it's not, like, about, you know, like, book knowledge, you know, or about, like, street smarts. It's about living well. Like, wisdom in the Bible is usually not so much about intelligence. It's just about, like, living well, living a truly good and meaningful and, like, a truly successful life. So whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider this kind of hesed, this love of the Lord. Whoever is wise, 
Let them go to weddings and think about the little lamb love of the Lord. Whoever's wise, let them go to church and hear and pray and sing about this little lamb love. Whoever's wise, let them read Psalm 107 and consider this little lamb love of God steady in all kinds of, of circumstances, especially in the difficult and, you know, very specifically difficult circumstances of our lives. Whether it be illness, whether it be food insecurity or inequity, being cheated, being deceived, disappointment, shame, regret. Let the people who want to live truly meaningfully, truly well, with our biggest questions about time and God and eternity, consider God's little lamb love. See, I think when we come to this psalm, we could have, um, I don't know, there's basically like two different mindsets, I think, um, that we could have. There's two contrasting mindsets when we hear or when we sing or read the psalm. Like one mindset is very positive, like, like we come in because we just got promoted or got a new job or just started a relationship or like I just finished surgery and finished rehab, whatever it might be. Like you're in this like very positive kind of situation. And then you read Psalm 107 with this mindset and you are reminded that you owe God for these good things. And yeah, like I, I feel grateful, but I'm not sure who to be grateful toward. And I read the Psalm and oh, it's encouraging me to be grateful to God. And so out of our gratefulness with this psalm, with the people in this psalm, we're remembering like how God delivered us and helped us, and we are thanking God, and we are just so grateful, and we're thinking about God's love that we've already experienced. And it's, it's, it's great, and I think this is a good response to Psalm 107. But then I think there's a second, like in contrast, a second mindset that's more negative, and it's it's just like our situation is different. You know, we come to the psalm, and it's not like we're riding a high. We're actually in a low. Like, I'm stuck at my job, or I can't find a job, or I just ended a relationship, or I'm dealing with a serious health issue. And you read Psalm 107 with this mindset, and maybe you feel like, maybe you feel like inspired and hopeful, but maybe you feel sort of alienated from people who are giving thanks. But let me just say, this psalm is not meant to alienate you in that case. It's not meant to alienate you. Psalm 107 is talking people, this is talking to people who have already gotten delivered from difficult and painful and sometimes like, I would say like hellish situations. But it's also talking to people who are still in those situations. If you read the psalms as a book, you know, like it's a book of psalms. It's not just like individual psalms, but it's a whole book of psalms. We're meant to read them as a book. And, you know, none of these psalms are meant to just stand alone. But if we read the psalms as a book and we read this psalm in the context of the psalms, then we know that this psalm isn't just addressed to people who have already been delivered. Because the book of psalms are meant to be heard and spoken and probably sung by people, like, who need deliverance, who are in the midst of hard times. Actually, that's what most of the psalms are. They're like poems for hard times. That's what most of the psalms are. And so this psalm invites both mindsets to live wisely. Again, not like with book smarts, not with street smarts, but just living meaningfully, living a truly successful life, a good life. Whoever is wise, whoever is like wanting to live this way, whether you're in the midst of hardship or whether you're in the midst of basically ease, you know, whether you're giving thanks to God or just looking forward to giving thanks, or maybe both, which is, I think, most of us, 
Consider the love of God that is lit olam. Think about God's love. It is lit olam. Consider his deliverance, past and present and future. I'm just going to close with this uh, passage that is very similar to these, this psalm, and especially the end at the end of James. James chapter 5. This is, I'm just going to read from verse 13. This is how James put it, puts it. And actually, James is the wisdom book of the New Testament. And this is how he puts it. If any one of you like suffering, then let him pray. Is anyone happy? Then let that person sing songs of praise. You know, it's basically like a test. If you're doing, if you're, if you're in trouble, are you going to look to God and his love that is little lamb? When you're like happy and doing well, are you going to look to God and thank God for his love that is little lamb? Is any one of you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with, the oil, uh, with oil in the name of the Lord. Whatever your situation is, whatever your stories are, let's consider the love of God that is little lamb. Give thanks to the Lord for his good and his love is always. That's the invitation of Psalm 107. And that's how, he's, how at the end the psalm says, this is how you live a good life. So can we just pray just very briefly here? And just turn to God. I just, where you are, I just encourage you to just turn to God with a thankful heart. Give thanks to the Lord for his love that is little love, that is forever, that is always. Just turn to God and say, thank you, Lord, for your love. I live in your love. I breathe and I have my being in your love. When I'm in difficult times, when I'm in kind of easier times, I'm turning to you. I'm looking to you. You can just say that. Maybe in your own words, you can use those words. And I'll just close this in a second here. Father, thank you for your presence here with us and a presence um, a presence of love, a presence of love that is very steadfast and reliable, more steadfast, more reliable than the love that we can receive from anyone else. Lord, we come to you um, just recognizing that, considering your love, and Lord, we give you a thankful heart. We thank you, Lord. Just, I mean, these are very simple words for, for big things, but we thank you, Lord, for your love. We know it is always. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Friends, we're going to continue praying, but we're going to pray um, our collective prayers, and um, Rebecca's going to come and lead us in that. Um, so, with Psalm 107 and James 5 still on our minds, please hear this poem from First Chronicles 16, 
and Psalm 105. Um, And then we will pray again together. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell all of his wonderful acts. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done and the judgments he pronounced. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations. Please join me in these prayers. Um, When you hear me say, friends, look to the Lord and his strength, please respond with, we seek his face always. So let's try that. Friends, look to the Lord and his strength. Let's pray. God, you made all things. There is nothing that exists that you did not make or cause to exist through what you made. You see everything, you know everything, and you have authority over all things in every place, in our cities, in the ocean depths, and in far, part, in, in far off parts of the universe. You are eternal. You have no beginning and no end. We, your creatures who have a beginning and an end, who don't and can't know the universe, humble ourselves. Friends, look to the Lord and his strength. God, you are gracious and compassionate, full of love and faithfulness. You do not treat us as our sins deserve. You know we're made from dust, and to dust we'll return. So we admit that we are full of sin in the evil we do, the good we don't do, and the brokenness we all live with. We are screwed up, broken, and scared. And yet the silver lining in our lives, in our world, is your constant, everlasting love for us, which you showed us when you sent your Son to us, to die and rise and ascend and soon return. Friends, look to the Lord and his strength. Jesus, you are our savior, our healer, our sanctifier, and our coming king. We trust that you are with us. We trust that you have been with us. Thank you for the wonders you have done healing and resurrection and knowing us. Thank you for how righteous and just you are. You lift up the oppressed in your own time in your own way powerfully. Thank you for how kind you are. You lift up those who are down, you care for all, and you delight in everyone who looks to you. Friends, look to the Lord and his strength. This is one more passage from scripture. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. 
God, our desire is to love you with all our heart and soul and strength and to love our neighbors as ourselves. We don't forget what you've done, the promises you've made and kept and will keep. In Christ, you have made us yours forever. Your spirit is always with us. You fill our hearts with joy. You fill our lives with meaning. And we do not ignore you and what you give. Friends, look to the Lord and his strength. Jesus was betrayed. He took bread and he broke it and uh, he gave thanks. He gave thanks. And then he took a cup and he said, this is a cup of blood of, of a new covenant. I'm poured out for you. This cup is my blood. And as you take this body, as, or as you take this bread and you take this cup, you take my body and blood. Sometimes this we call it communion. Some traditions call it the Eucharist, and the Eucharist is just uh, comes from like a Greek word that means giving thanks. And part of it is because when Jesus did this with his disciples, uh, he gave thanks as he broke this bread. Part of it also is just that when we take communion, we take it with a thankful heart, thanking God for His love and his goodness. And so just very simply, I just invite you when you take this bread and, and eat the wafer and drink the little portion in the cup, let's just be thankful that the Lord's love is here. Uh, I invite you to come up, um, and then uh, we're going to sing uh, a song as, as we start, but you can come up, grab an element, and take it back to your seat. If you follow Christ, we invite you to do that. this 
encourage you, encourage us, um, think about our stories, think about one another's stories as we sing, and, um, you know, we're going to sing this song, and just, I invite you, actually, as we're singing it, just knowing that we're in God's presence, like, knowing His love is, like, the way it is, just pray for people, you know, even as we sing, just pray for people, pray and thanks for people, pray for people, and also as a church, um, just one invitation I'd like to give, just, um, brother here, Matt, who, you know, is on a long road of recovery, and, um, you know, we wanted to pray for him as a church. We've been, I mean, I think we've been praying for him as a church in different ways, but, um, just like kind of praying over him, and, um, 
it's sometimes uncomfortable to like be at the front just like have all of, everyone staring at you and having people pray for you so the way we're gonna do it is just um just encourage you as we're singing the song pray for people and can you include matt as in your mind also as we pray and sing um and for those of you who know him better um i encourage you just he's in the back just go to the back as we're singing just kind of surround him and just pray over him as, as we do that. So I um, just encourage you to do that as we sing.
Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, it's so good to be together. I look forward to seeing you soon.